Well, I'm glad to be back, and uh, I love, thank you, man, I love coming to church here. <laughs> um, I have a few personal things I'll say later, but uh, let's get down to the business at hand, shall we? So uh, today we're going to close out, well, almost close out our Christmas series about what's right with Christmas. So I want to train your thoughts for just a few minutes, very briefly this morning. I want to train your thoughts to this question, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And we've talked about Christmas crowds and about Christmas songs, at least in this service. Uh, so I want to go to Christmas movies today. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Immediately, your mind probably goes to your white Christmas. I walked in through the living room uh, the day before yesterday, I guess, and Teresa and my dad were watching White Christmas. I know the song. I've never, I didn't even know there was a movie attached to it. It's not my favorite movie because of that. Um, Elf, on the other hand, <laughs> I can relate to Elf. Or maybe your favorite Christmas <laughs> is Die Hard. I had a friend, I had a friend who had a about whether Die Hard was really a Christmas movie. If you're not aware of that movie, don't go watch it, okay? Uh, maybe one of the makes top of most people's list is It's a Wonderful Life. Or um, maybe your generation says Home Alone is the best one. What's your favorite movie? I want to train your thought to that because one of the things that uh, I think is true for us is that we love a good story. And uh, movies have a way of bringing those stories to the forefront for us. My son, my oldest son, Brandon, has a unique capacity that sometimes I envy just a little bit. Uh, but he can watch a movie one time and he can remember some of the main one-line, notable kind of. Be in a conversation and somebody says something about a movie and he'll hit one of those famous lines. Uh, ability, but, but it points us to a reality, I think, that we have to really watch when it comes to the Christmas story especially. And, and movies help us with this, with good stories. We watch them and it grips our hearts if it's written well and the, you know, the cinematography as well, the background music and all those things work well, then it makes a movie... Uh, remarkable and memorable for us. But over a period of time, after we watch it the first time, uh, and then the second time, and then, you know, like my, my mom's favorite Christmas move, movie was The Sound of Music. I don't get it, but it was hers. And so um, I, I've seen that movie so many times that I can go through and I can hit highlights of that movie, even though it wasn't my favorite. Um, but I can tell you the plot line, and I can give you a couple of key phrases out of some of the songs or whatever, that what happens with us, I say all that to bring it to this point, what happens with us, I think, is that we tend towards kind of compartmentalizing and downsizing stories that are special to us. And so when it comes, for instance, to the Christmas story, all of us can tell about the plot line we know what the Christmas story is about, 
And we probably can even go to a couple of the key figures and, and emphasize them. It's interesting to do a study, and maybe one of these days we'll do a Christmas uh, Bible study towards this, but some of the traditions that we attach to Christmas and call them biblical are not that at all. They're just traditions. But they become part of the story for us, and so we remember those things. What I would like to do this morning, and I have about 10 more minutes and then I'll be done, is I would like to nudge you back into the story and encourage you to be amazed again. To go back to the Christmas story as if it's the first time that you hear it. And those movies that you love, those Christmas movies, and and remember how the first time you saw it, it just gripped you enough that you, in one way or another, said, I think I'll watch that again sometime. And now it becomes one of those that you watch every Christmas season. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, we find the account of the Christmas story, at least Luke's account of the Christmas story. And I'm going to read it again this morning because I think it's important that we not just default to that easy uh, kind of rehearsal, rehashing of the facts. And I want us to be engaged again. I want us to be amazed again at the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I want to focus my comments for just a few moments on verse 19. And I think I probably referenced this last Christmas season. But it's one of those verses that I think easily just kind of hides in the bushes of this passage. And if we don't look for it, we often just read over it. But I think that it is one of those things that gives us a key to being amazed in a fresh way at the Christmas story. It says in verse 19, 
that Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The word pondered there is actually a compound word. Luke takes two different words, he crams them together, and with that he gives us a mental image that helps us. The, the visual of this word is often uh, given to us as we talk about the word, and it's used in, in different stories about two people who decide to fight. So the mental image is that Mary has these thoughts that are going on. She treasures up everything that she sees, and then she gets those things into her head, and they start doing battle. It's a mental struggle for her to make sense of everything that's happened. But you see, if we are not careful, we lose that little sight, insight about this passage because we know the Christmas story. And it's not so much that we have to do battle, mental battle, with putting it all together and understanding it, but, but we often lose that sense of wonder when we don't do that. Imagine Mary. Just put yourself, here, here's what I want to do. I want to give you some things to ponder over the next couple of days. Put yourself in Mary's shoes. Mary treasured all of these things, and she pondered them. She did battle in her head about what she was seeing. Well, yeah. Right? Hello? <laughs> of course she did. Go back through and think through all of the things that Mary had been through. How different that night was from that night a year previous. Think about what Mary was going through. Think about the angel visits, for instance. When an angel shows up and talks to her and says, Greetings, I have good news of great joy for you. And then they give the news, and you know that Mary had to go, uh, uh, what's the good news? At least on the human side of things. Wasn't just an angelic visit with Mary. It was also an angelic visit with Joseph. Mary, surely Joseph would have told her about that visit. Think about Mary as she puts this all together, that at the worst possible time for a pregnant lady... She's got to make a trip across the country, probably walking and or riding a donkey. Think about Mary as she shows up and there's no place for them. And so she has to go and deliver this baby in a place that nobody would ever want to have to deliver a baby. She treasured up all of these things and did mental battle over what she saw. Think about Mary as those shepherds. You ever smelled a shepherd? As those shepherds came in and told the story of their visit, not with an angel, but with a host of angels. I'm sure she did ponder these things in her heart. Think about Mary as she looks down into the face of that baby as this song that we just heard so aptly reminds us she has to put together the divine word with what she sees yeah I'm sure she was pondering these things it's a great story the Christmas story is so I think it's important that we not trivialize it by reducing it to, well, we know the plot line and there are a few key characters that we think about. 
I think this Christmas what I would encourage you to do is use the movies that you love to watch and let them drive you into the story and be amazed again. Put yourself into the, here's one of the best ways to do that. Put yourself into the shoes of those people who are in this story. Put yourself, guys, into Joseph's shoes. Now, ladies, let me just tell you, I know that there's this big thing about childbirth and, you know, it's painful and all that stuff, but you, you, haven't, you haven't seen pain until you've been a father at a childbirth situation. <laughs> Imagine what Joseph was thinking through that whole trip. Imagine what Joseph was thinking when the word leaked out that Mary was pregnant. Imagine what Joseph was thinking when he looked down into that manger and saw the face of this, well, what would you say? His son? Yeah. But not in the normal sense of that word. Think about what Joseph was thinking when he looked into the face of that baby and he connected what the angel said. Think about those shepherds out in the quiet of the night when the hillside lights up with a heavenly light and a heavenly song. Be amazed with the story this year. Don't trivialize it. Don't just tell it. Get into it. Find some time. Block off some time over the holiday season now and get into the story. Find yourself there. One of the, whatever your favorite Christmas movie is, there are a number of classic literature pieces uh, that are stories that are tied to Christmas. And maybe the one that most of us would know is the story of Scrooge by Charles Dickens. Maybe that story gives us a pretty good pointer today because the point, I think, of the story of Scrooge is that you come to points in your life where there needs to be some kind of change. I'll say it this way. Some stories change you. And if you're not amazed and in wonder of the story of Christmas, you need to be changed. So this year, be astonished in a fresh way of the story of Christmas. Let's pray. And as we pray, I'm going to invite you to just kind of draw a little circle around yourself right there. We're in a crowd of people, but you have space for just you. Just do business between that person in the circle and your Heavenly Father, the author of the story, the instigator, and the one who drives the story across the generations into you in that little circle. Have you personalized the truth of the Christmas story? Do you see in the baby lying in that manger, not just a baby, but in fact, the Son of God who stepped into this world so that you could have life as God designed it to be lived? Christmas needs to matter. This is not just a story. It's the greatest story that anybody could ever tell.
and it's your story. Father, we pray that you would take the good news of the Christmas story as it's embodied in your son, Jesus Christ, the greatest gift ever given, the greatest story ever told, all of those things that we default to. But Father, we pray today, right now, at this moment, that you would energize that story in each of our hearts. For those who are with us who haven't personalized that story, that today would be a day where they would understand that that little baby in the manger grew to be a man who was crucified on a cross, the very Son of God, in order to purchase our freedom from the curse of sin. And we can have life because of him on this day. So, Father, we pray that you would do the work that only you can do, that your spirit would be moving among us today and that it would cause us to turn to you and our lives would be changed, transformed for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you to stand and sing with us. Invitation time. Whatever God is dealing with you about today, whether it's to join the church, give your life to him, any number of things, this is the time you come.